I think we need to help the Pharisee with his prayer. Of course, this morning there are some of us who would like to help the umpires at the World Series with their officiating. That's another story. We won't go there. We'll stick to the Pharisee today. We have to help the guy because in its present form, his prayer is obviously not acceptable to God. And our Lord makes that very clear at the end of this parable when he says, I tell you, the tax collector went home justified, but not the Pharisee. But I think the man's prayer could be made acceptable, or at least a lot more acceptable than it is, with a few modifications, presuming, of course, that those modifications were made sincerely by the Pharisee himself. His original prayer, as we heard a few moments ago, read as follows. O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I pay tithes on my whole income. Here now is the modified version. O God, I thank you for the grace you have given me to avoid certain sins like greed and dishonesty and adultery, since without this grace it would be impossible for me to avoid these or any other sins in my life. But unfortunately, Lord, I am prideful and arrogant and condescending, and I really don't think I need you very much. So God, please be merciful to me, a sinner. That prayer would have been much more acceptable to God for the simple reason that that prayer would have been rooted in two things, self-knowledge and truth. Perhaps this Pharisee had been able to resist greed and adultery and a lot of other sins over the years. That's wonderful. That's great. But he was not able to stay away from those things by his own grace and power, which is what his original prayer indicated he believed. Rather, it was by the grace of God that he was able to avoid all those evils and act righteously. And that's the way it is with all of us. This is why whenever we see somebody doing something sinful that we do not presently do, or maybe have never ever done in our entire life. When we see that, we should say, there but for the grace of God go I. And we should say that because it's true. If it was not for the grace of the Lord, we would be just as bad, if not worse. But even if we have, by the Lord's grace, been able to avoid some sins, certain sins in our life, we certainly have not been able to avoid all sins. And if we know ourselves truly, we will be keenly aware of that fact. Which only goes to show that the Pharisee in this story did not know himself very well. His original prayer indicated that he had absolutely, positively no sense whatsoever of how prideful he was, and arrogant he was, and how condescending he was. Which is why that admission needed to be in his modified prayer, in order to make it acceptable, or at least more acceptable, to the Lord. Applying all of this now to ourselves, which is always what we should do whenever we hear Scripture, 
I think there are some Catholics who believe that they impress the priest when they go into the confessional and say to him, Father, I don't have any sins. Believe me, my brothers and sisters, that does not impress the priest. If anything, it depresses him because he realizes that the penitent doesn't really know himself or herself, as the case might be. We all sin. We all sin every day. And if we truly know ourselves, we'll recognize that fact. We might not be sinning in big ways, although if you believe the statistic Father McCaffrey shared in his homily last week, that 85% of Catholic couples are contracepting, then many are sinning seriously. But even if we're only sinning in little ways, by committing little sins of anger and gossip and selfishness every day, the fact is, we're still committing sins that need to be repented of, that need to be taken away. What really impresses me and really impresses most priests, I dare say, is when somebody comes into the confessional who seems to really be in touch with their sins, who seems to be really keenly, deeply aware of how he or she offends God and other people. That's impressive because it shows the person really knows himself or herself. Like the tax collector in this parable knew himself well because it also indicates that the person is humble and that they want to continue on the road to holiness and ultimately to heaven. In this regard, I'm really, really glad that today's second reading from 2 Timothy 4 is paired up with this gospel text from Luke 18. In this second reading, we hear St. Paul, who knows that he's very likely going to be martyred in the very near future. We hear him writing to Timothy about the life he's led since his conversion experience on the road to Damascus. As we heard a few moments ago, he says, I am already being poured out like a libation, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have competed well. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. From now on, the crown of righteousness awaits me, which the Lord, the just judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who have longed for his appearance. Now, if we read that passage in isolation, if we pull it out of context, which we should never do, but if we do that, we might get the idea that Paul was somebody who had an exalted opinion of himself like the Pharisee in this parable did, concerning himself. But that is not the case. As Timothy himself would testify, yes, it's true, St. Paul was not conscious of any serious sins, mortal sins in his life, but he was definitely in touch with the fact that he was still a sinner, in need of forgiveness. And he also understood that whatever goodness was present in him, in his post-conversion life, he realized, he understood that that goodness was there because of the sheer, unmerited, undeserved grace of God. And how do we know he believed those things? It's because he had already told Timothy those things in a previous letter.
The same St. Paul who wrote what I just read to you also wrote this. He said, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has strengthened me, that he has made me his servant and judged me faithful. I was once a blasphemer, a persecutor, a man filled with arrogance, but because I did not know what I was doing in my unbelief, I have been treated mercifully. And the grace of our Lord has been granted me in overflowing measure, along with the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. You can depend on this as worthy of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of these, I myself am the worst. But on that very account, I was dealt with mercifully, so that in me, as an extreme case, Jesus Christ might display all his patience and that I might be an example to those who would later have faith in him. St. Paul gives a very similar message in 1 Corinthians 15 in one line when he says, By the grace of God, I am what I now am. Those are not the kinds of things the Pharisee in this parable would say. Those are the kinds of things that that humble tax collector would say. My brothers and sisters, there are two extremes that we need to avoid in our lives. Number one, the error of thinking too much of ourselves, which was the error that that Pharisee bought into. But the other error is the error of thinking too little of ourselves. That's just as bad because it can easily lead us to despair. St. Paul is such a good role model for us because he had the balance between the two, as did the tax collector in this parable. That tax collector knew his sins, oh yeah, just like St. Paul knew his. But he also believed in the very depths of his heart that God loved him enough to forgive him for all that he had done. In other words, that tax collector knew he was a sinner, but he also believed that in God's eyes, he was worth pardoning. If he had not believed those things, both of those things, he would never have said the prayer that he said. You do not ask for mercy like he did unless you believe that it's possible to receive it. Maybe all of this, maybe all that I've said in my homily today explains why some people, some Catholics, don't go to confession on a regular basis. Either they don't believe they need it because they don't think they sin, or they believe they're too far gone and beyond the reach of God's mercy. As I hopefully have made clear this morning, both those perspectives are wrong. St. Paul knew that. The tax collector in this parable knew that. And hopefully now, so do we.